I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, R.J. Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. R.J. Clifford, Juan Soto. I have a feeling we're going to have some fun today. Uh, the news is out. Worst kept secret in all of football is a done deal. According to Adam Schefter, the Raiders are working to finalize a deal to hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach per sources. Raiders made Pierce their interim head coach on Halloween night. Now are closing in on making it a full-time job. Players who campaign for Pierce soon are expected to be happy. Um, the Athletic has also confirmed the report and basically said, yeah, the plans are already done. It's a done deal, according to two team sources on their end. Schefter first to report. The Athletic confirms. Um, Soto, on Thursday's show, just yesterday, we were talking as if this was a done deal. It's like, yep, it's all signs point towards AP. He's going to be the guy. It's a matter of uh, when, not if. And that when was 24 hours later. He is now the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So I was hearing a lot of stuff. And the thing that I heard the most was dotting I's and crossing T's. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing I heard the most. I also heard that uh, the Raiders were going to hold off until maybe late Monday or Tuesday to kind of like take the, uh, the news cycle and like a big splash. But I think a lot of the stuff kind of leaked out. And uh, they just decided to to announce. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. We saw you said the worst kept secret. It. I don't know how with what Antonio Pierce showed you. I don't know why you would go anywhere else. Well, I think there's plenty of reasons why. I mean, look, I'm, I'm happy with the hire, but it wasn't. I I will push back that this is a no brainer slam dunk. Um, you go back to, like, I think I, I, we've, we've talked about a bunch of times. You don't look at it as, should AP be the head coach? Has he earned the job? It's, who is the best man for the job that's available? That's how you should approach it if you're Mark Davis looking to hire the next head coach. This isn't a, well, it's his, it's his, if he, but he could lose it. It's like, no, you, you let him finish the thing. You let him do the season. And then you decide who's the best person available. And, um, and he showed a lot. And I think, I think the players speaking up the way they did, was a very big part of this. I think that was, I think that was the tipping point. I mean, he went five and four, um, not an amazing record, but the team wasn't doing that well beforehand. The defense took a big step up the multiple games with no penalties, multiple. Like he's obviously super green, his in game, his lack of experience showed up at times with his in game decision-making. Um, but the, Bigger, the biggest thing is, can you lead men and get them to play better? He certainly didn't. He took it one step further where he was getting not just players on the team, but the leaders of the team offensive to offensive players, which is, you know, you'd think, you know, one thing to get the defense and the linebackers to back you up, but running backs and wide receivers and players on offense are saying, this is the guy, this is the man, let's make it happen. And And that was the biggest push for me. I think of what what made Mark Davis not make the same mistake he did with Rich Bisaccia a few seasons ago and say, all right, this is the guy. AP's the man. So I want to 
tag on to what you said about the best man for the job. If you're, if you have a brand new franchise and you're hiring a head coach, that's really the only criteria you're looking at. When you have a, when you already have a team like the Raiders, you're, you're, you're hiring the best person to coach the, this team, unless you're willing to just blow everything up and start over again. I think that's the distinction from what you and I are talking about. You want the best, the best guy for the job. The best guy for the job isn't necessarily the best guy, the best resume. Because, you know, people were talking about Mike Vrabel and how good he was. Well, Mike Vrabel was Antonio Pierce before he got hired for, from Tennessee. Um, you, just, you just saw a little bit more of Antonio Pierce as a head coach. You saw a little bit of his warts when he started learning. So it gave you a little bit more to scrutinize had it been just a, a hire from today. Um, I'm excited. Uh, don't worry about uh, don't worry about um, uh, Patrick Graham. He's still under contract. Like he still has a contract, uh, unless Antonio Pierce doesn't want to keep him. I don't know why he wouldn't. But uh, he's still under contract. He signed a contract with the Raiders when he came in with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels getting fired has nothing to do with Patrick Graham's. Con he still has a contract. So. Um, he's going to stick around unless he chooses to go elsewhere. Oh, and that's why the teams, the team was blocking him from a head coaching interviews only for defensive coordinator uh, interviews. I don't know why if I'm Patrick Graham, I don't know why I would want to go anywhere else. I've already built a good defense. Let's see defense is where I want it to be and just getting better. Um, and it's going to, it's going to strengthen my position as a good head coach staying here rather than taking over another team and building that defense and taking more time to do that. But so uh, I, I heard a little bit about, you know, what's going on with PG. PG's under contract. He's our defensive coordinator, unless AP, you know, decides to go elsewhere, which I don't think he will. Well, I mean, look, Rich Passaccia was clearly the best guy for that unit a few seasons ago and Mark Davis went elsewhere. So it's not like, you know, like he has a history of doing exactly opposite of this. You know, was Sachi going to be an amazing coach for several seasons to come? I, I thought he probably would be, but it's hard to know. But he was clearly a guy that can get a team that was floundering literally the most clusterfuckery season in the history of the NFL with Gruden's firing with the emails, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, like everything that happened. He got that team to the playoffs, right? Late season surge, Josh Jacobs played great, et cetera. Um, and Mark Davis in another direction. Right. So that's that was why it was like, yeah, like, you know, you're right. Like, obviously, clearly, um, this team has responded positively to Antonio Pierce. But Mark Davis did the, did exactly the opposite a few seasons ago. So um, but again, it's like, yes, he got this team here now. But even then, it was it's a it's five and four. It's five and four. Now, you know, it's not fair to make him think he's going to nine and oh when a team got a fourth round rookie quarterback. It's still got the poison of Josh McDaniels all over. The team still stinks of Josh McDaniels. Um, you don't turn, you don't do a 180 immediately like that. But um, again, I think the improvements on the defense, the, the, the lack of penalties, the lack of turnovers, that's directly coaching. That is, that is, that is directly. It's coaching and preparation, man. There's few things like obviously coaching affects everything. Athleticism can make up for bad coaching, et cetera. But 
no turnovers, no penalties. There are few things on a football team that resonate more with coaching than those two elements. And then, like I said, the thing that pushed him over the edge was the three best players on the team are saying, hire this man. The best player on the team is saying, hire this man, or things are on the table. So um, what I think we need to look at here are the, 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 the positives that AP brings. We understand the in-game decisions and some of the time management. Not as bad as some, some tenured coaches, I would say. But he, he's going to get better at those things. These are some things where he's through the roof. He is through the roof at, at, at galvanizing a locker room. These are, what, 55, 58, plus another 20 you know, or so practice squad players. That's a lot of alphas that have different backgrounds, different decision-making processes, different ways of, you know, of thinking to get them all together. He got that group together. He, his leadership helped improve the defense to when he took it over the best defense in the NFL from when he took it over. So that, and I talked about it a little bit last week when you can motivate players to elevate everything about themselves, their preparation, their conditioning, their prehab and rehab, their, their togetherness, their, their willingness to help others, the willingness to be a better teammate. When you can do that just by touching in to what makes them tick, what makes them want to be a football player, um, that's something that you can't get better at. And Josh McDaniel showed that. If you can't reach people, if you're not a people person, it, it's if it's fake, you, you can't go through that much adversity, which is every NFL team goes through adversity. You can't go through that much in training camp and all this stuff that you're doing, all the practices and all, all the ups and downs of it. You can't do that and lie to all those people and, may, and, 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 and snow them. If it's not in you, you can't learn it. And that's something that Antonio Pierce does have. He can get people on board. And he's not a dummy, okay? People are saying, oh, well, you know, he's, a, he's like a water boy, glorified cheerleader. This guy was a captain of, his, of, of a Super Bowl-winning defense. When his players on that team and some of his coaches as well, the head coach too, was saying that he's a coach on the field. That's how good he was as a player. That's how smart he was as a player. He's an undrafted player, man. He had to be smart. He had to know, how, he had to know the game. He had to know how to watch film. He had to know how to break it down. And if he can impart some of that, to the rest of the team, I'll draw my face. Um, that's the thing that we need to look at. If a guy came in here and was the exact opposite, which is Josh McDaniels, where he's you know this offensive guru and all this other stuff, right? And he's time management, all this other stuff, but he can't he can't connect with people. It's 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 Willies and Joes over X's and O's. Because you can type up, you can pull up the the best play in the world. If you don't have players, the play's not going to work. Uh, so you, if you tap into those guys and you're able to bring, get, get the best out of those guys and also get the best out of your coaches, if you can do that, cause that's something that too, is a lot of these, a lot of these players, I mean, not, not to disparage John Gruden cause he's not really a part of this, but he was, you know, the players loved him. Some of the coaches he coached with, I mean, they didn't get along with them all that well sometimes. So, you know, it's not just connecting with the players, but connecting with your staff as well. 
and uh, having that open relationship with the owner. It's like all this stuff. And, and out of all the people that were up for this job, Antonio Pierce knows what it is to be a Raider. He knows what it is to wear that silver and black. Well, not as a player, but as a long as a lifelong fan. He knows what it is to be a Raider. And um, that's something that we've been missing for quite some time. Why do um, scouts and head coaches in the NFL, when it comes to wide receivers, just drool over speed and height? Why do scouts and NFL head coaches with linemen drool over size and foot speed? Um, why do NFL head coaches and scouts drool over quarterbacks with arm strength and high processing? Because those are things you can't teach. Those are the intangibles, some tangibles and intangibles. Those are things you can't teach a guy to be faster. You can't teach a guy to have a stronger arm. You can't teach a guy to just have a faster process. Brain. And so coaches and scouts tell themselves like, we got the raw material. We can forge this guy into an all pro wide receiver tackle. I would say like, there's two things as when I was a wrestling coach, like the two things you can't teach are heart and speed. And if I've got a guy with heart and speed, I know as a coach, I'm confident I can make him good. That's Antonio Pierce. What can you not teach a head coach? How to connect with players. You either got that knack or you don't. You either can motivate people or you can't. You're a leader of men and not just a leader of any men, a leader of 53 alphas, millionaires with leverage from all different backgrounds, all different experiences, all different parts of the country. Can you unite those people? Do you have that ability? And Antonio Pierce does. And that's what I mean when I say, like, look, it is it is a real, true, tangible problem that Antonio Pierce is much, much more behind the eight ball in those elements of coaching that require experience. Like, that's just a fact. Whether you love that, love the signing or hate the signing, that is a fact, especially in the division that's got Andy Reid, maybe Harbaugh with the Chargers, Sean Payton with the Broncos. Like, this is a very well coached division that Harbaugh is going to have to uh, that uh, AP is going to have to be coaching against. Right. I'm I'm much more confident that someone like AP who has the natural leadership skills can learn the finite elements of head coaching than someone like Josh McDaniels who you were saying like we you know you were saying and I was hoping like oh yeah he's learned how to connect with players he's learned that players aren't robots that they aren't just X's and O's on a whiteboard he's learned how to connect with them you can't that's, that's not really something you teach people. You either have that knack or you don't. You're either a people person or you aren't. You can either connect with people genuinely or you can't. And AP has the things you can't teach and the things he's lacking the most are the things you can teach, which is way better than the other way around. So there's a reason when you get a fighter in from another camp or another team or whatever, there's a reason why you have to break them down and build them back up because when the times get toughest, when they're hurt, when they're tired, when they're rocked, they're going to go back to their instincts. And that's why you have to break all the stuff that you didn't teach them away from them and build them back up. And that's what we have to do with the Raiders. We have to get it all the way down and we have to break all this nonsense that we've had on this team and look, and when you think of the Raiders, what do you think of? You think of a tough defense, speed, the long ball, and a good running game. That's what you think of, like, through the years. The best teams had a good running back. They had to throw the ball deep. 
They were just bigger, faster, stronger than you. They had a punishing defense. We need to get back to that. And I don't care who's in our division. Andy Reid is getting older. He's not in the greatest physical condition. I'm not wishing anything bad on the guy, but just, you know, we, we beat, we beat, uh, uh, AP beat Sean Payton and Andy Reid last year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's an impossible feat to do. Um, so I don't, I want to stop looking at other teams and other players and other organizations as models to, we do things our own way and it's not necessarily a bad way because I think that a lot of teams in the NFL started doing things the way that we were doing them and focusing on the attributes that we focused on. So let's just build, let's build and let's just do, do it the Raider way. We have the defense. Let's get some pieces for the defense. Let's work on, on the offense. Now that I think, the, you know, PG staying on because I mean, he's in under contract, so he's not going anywhere, right? PG's not going anywhere. Uh, unless someone wants to offer him a head coaching job, but we've, 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 uh, we've blocked all his head coaching. Um, uh, or I'm sorry. We, we have not blocked his head coaching interviews. We blocked his defensive coordinator interviews. So if you get tired of the head coach, I mean, okay, well then we, we can't stop him. We don't want to stop him, but PG's under contract. So he's going to be our defensive coordinator unless Antonio Pierce says otherwise, which I don't think he's going to do. Let's keep pushing forward and let's keep building on top of what we have already. What a unique position, right? You're Patrick Graham. You're the Ivy League guy. You've been the defensive coordinator for a while. And you're like, all right, I'll give Antonio Pierce, my boy, a shot. You know, oh, I, I've known him for a while. I'll, I'll get him a job as linebacker coach. <laughs> a year and a half later, he's your, he's your boss. <laughs> what a trip. What a trip for Patrick Graham. Uh, so there you go. She made 86. Thank you for the super chat. Is PG staying on board? Um, as of right this second, he is, um, you know, things could change. We're hoping again that his Patrick Graham's ac- accolades stay under the radar for at least one more to keep him from getting a head coaching job. He's just the, the fucking magic, the miracle he pulled with this defense is you can't keep the under wraps forever. Um, and that goes to, um, before we move on to like what AP has got to work at. The other strengths I feel like he brings is I think he is underrated when it comes to X's and O's defensively. Um, obviously he knows how to play linebacker. Um, uh, I also think like because he's so because he's so new, he can learn. He's not inundated with a doctrine. He's not like well, this is the system I know, right? Like he is a sponge of hopefully everything. Right, like he brought in three former head coaches that he knows that that helped him out all season long. Like it's good. I, I feel like he knows what he doesn't know, which is usually a much bigger issue going the other ways when you don't know what you don't know. I feel like he knows what questions to ask, and I feel like he's he can be he can be a sponge without being stuck in a system that was like inundated on him from a head coach that he learned under, or that head coach like he learned it for him. Like, oh, this is what works best for me. I'm going to pass it on to you. Now it's Antonio Pierce being like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do things my way that work best for me with as much help as possible. Yeah. So it was Marvin Lewis and uh, who else? Uh, it was Marvin Lewis, the, uh, the old giants coach, the super old. Um, 
Why am I blanking right now? It's I, I can't remember. I've been up. At, I've, I've been up since three in the morning. My I'm in Toronto right now, working UFC 297. I've been up since three in the morning my time. Six here. It's only one twelve back home, but I feel like it's eight in the morning tomorrow morning. Yeah, so it's something, something with the C, right? Coughlin was it Coughlin? Did Coughlin come in with them? It was. Uh, Lost him. Soto's in his car. Uh, so the things, so the thing, it was the things that I'm, I'm concerned with with uh, Antonio Pierce is Soto. And Soto brings bring this brings this up all the time. The advantage you have when you come in as an offensive guy or a defensive guy as your own coordinator is that that's one position that can't be hired away. We already talked about how Patrick Graham is so good. You know, I hope it's not happened. Fingers crossed, it doesn't. Like pray to whatever gods you believe in that. People keep ignoring Patrick Graham and what he's done, but there's a really good chance he's not going to be our defensive coordinator in two seasons because he's just too good. He's going to get a head coaching job somewhere. Um, now, offensive coordinator, we need to start from scratch with somebody. And we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to stick around. We don't know how much they want to change this offensive line. Um, at wide receiver and tight end, we're set, but everything else is kind of up in the air a little bit. So, um, we're going to have to find somebody that can work with what they have and have an ability to adjust on the fly as well. So that's some of the things that's something I'm kind of worried about with Antonio Pierce is he's going to, if we are successful and that's the goal, right? Losing, losing coaches is not a good problem to have, but it is an inevitable problem that comes with success. Um, why do you think at Alabama, they have to replace their offensive and defensive coordinators and like half their coaching staff every single season because everyone wants the magic of Nick Saban. Everyone wants to know how is this working? Everyone wants to replicate what's happening in Alabama. That's why they lose people. And, and it's a problem, but get used to it. Like that's a problem you're going to have to deal with if you find success. And because, you know, it's, it sucks to say, but because the Raiders haven't been successful, we haven't had to worry about coaches and offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators and position coaches getting poached from us because we just haven't been good. And so no one's been poaching our coaches. We've been firing them because they, we've been unsuccessful. As we start finding success, and hopefully that's what comes, Soto, we were talking, I'm talking about how, like, with Antonio Pierce, like the downside is, and you bring it up all the time. If you're not an offensive or defensive guru yourself, you're going to have to hire that position. And if you're finding success, you're going to have to lose them. And so Antonio Pierce, if he plans on being successful, he's going to have to be really good at hiring his staff. He's going to have to be really good at doing it out of the gate and replacing them. Patrick Graham's going to be gone after next season. He's too good. If our offense kicks off, whoever our OC is going to be, they're going to start being gone. I was just using the example, like why does Alabama and you know Nick Saban's not is retiring, but why did Alabama and Nick Saban have to like re, rehire half their staff every season? Because they're the best and everyone wants them. So if if AP plans to have success, so development as as an as a skill as an attribute, the ability to develop is it, like I said, it's not just for the players; it's for the coaching staff as well. To have continuity, you want to, and this is just with any business, any corporation, anything. You know your top players and maybe some of your, your young guns, you know they're going to leave. But you have to be able to train the people underneath them to step up. And um, that's 
part of the development and the leadership, not just player wise, but, but staff wise that, uh, you know, I think a lot of the smart decision makers in the NFL look for, they look for that long-term, this guy can win, but can he win long-term? Yeah. He's got great uh, coaches and great coordinators. What happens when they go? Well, it's not all that great. Right. So it's all about, it's about developing, not just the players, but your staff as well. Um, and that's the million-dollar question, right? What's this defense going to look like without Patrick Graham, right? Like, how much of how great this defensive turnaround came around? Like, and that was, the, and that was like a question I wanted to ask for people that were pushing, like, AP, AP, AP. Don't even talk to anyone else. I'm like, okay, I love AP too, but let me tell you, is if I told you there's no Patrick Graham next season, you still want AP? It's like, well, no, 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 he has to have Patrick Graham. Well, then how much do you actually like Antonio Pierce if one positional, if one coordinator who was probably going to be gone one day because he's so good renders that guy no longer the head coach that you want like that's you got to think long term with head coach yeah so that's that's the develop the development part as far as that goes um i don't see the defense being too huge of an issue because antonio pierce is a defensive guy um i'm not saying that antonio pierce is as good as a defensive coordinator as patrick graham is but them working together for now a second season, I, I'm sure that they can kind of figure out what they've been doing and what what team is best at. Uh, offensively, yeah, we need a, we need a new offensive coordinator, um, and uh, I don't know if that's any secret. If any of you are talking uh, and asking about Champ Kelly, Champ Kelly has been in all of the interviews in in the room interviewing all the coaching candidates and everything. He's not going anywhere. He's been I acting like a GM, whether yeah. it, you know he's he's certainly yeah. playing the part. You know, he's like a like like a, like a Costanza when after he quit, it's like just show up and say it was a joke. Just <laughs> keep showing up to work. So, um, it yeah, is kind of surprising they went they went AP before Champ because that was what Mark Davis was saying forever. It's like I want the GM to be part of this process, which technically he has if he's gonna be the guy. It's like. Mark Davis still likes to do things backwards sometimes. Like, yeah. like I mean, well, one thing about Mark Davis too, though, is Mark Davis has shown to learn from his mistakes. He had that big, you know, he got bamboozled with the LA uh, moving to LA and he didn't make that. He, he didn't make that same mistake going to Vegas. And he fleeced he made Vegas. sure that, Fle- yeah, he fleeced Vegas. Sheldon so, $150 yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So he, uh, he got a pretty sweet deal for himself. Uh, he's making money hand over fist with that move, and um, this 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 go around, I think he was looking more. He was looking forward by looking back. Um, what we need to do as an organization to build some consistency and continuity, and a part part of that is bringing someone in who knows what it's like or know what it knows what it is from a very uh, intimate standpoint, what it is to be a Raider. So, uh, you know, it could be Dodds. Uh, it could be Champ. Who knows? Uh, you know, Champ was an assistant GM, uh, you know, the last year. He could very well be that again. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Um, but I, I would be surprised if it's not uh, if it's not Champ Kelly. Marmon, thank you for the super chat. Our man, AP and Ed Dodds are the same agent. Um, 
That helps. Champ Kelly's in the building. That helps. Champ more. Kelly knows the, the team, knows the roster, knows the needs. Uh, it's And again, he's not a bad candidate. He has interviews with other teams for GM, not assistant GM positions, GM positions. So, uh, and you have to have that good working relationship because you don't want to have happen what happened allegedly, allegedly, with um, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, where Dave Ziegler, it's coming out that Dave Ziegler wanted to, you know, he wanted to do this, he wanted to do that. He wanted to keep, uh, you know, your boy, whatever his name was, and uh, maybe bring in, like what I said, to bring in Brissette and, and have him, you know, battle out for the quarterback position. He said, no, we got to bring in Jimmy G, give him a bunch of money and blah, blah, blah. And all these different moves that he wanted that uh, it's it's alleged uh, that uh, Ziegler wanted to do. But, you know, you got to have that continuity with, with your with your leaders. And uh, I, I am I am down to have. Because Antonio Pierce is so inexperienced, I do kind of like the idea of having like a really, really seasoned GM, a really, really seasoned OC. I, I think that needs to be considered. I'm, I'm not against hiring Champ Kelly, um, but it would be his first full, you know, full, full GM position. Um, he'd be not learning on the job quite like AP because he's, you know, been done. No, he's done the much. job already. He's He's been but, leader of player personnel. Uh, for a couple of different teams, He's, he built those Broncos, uh, those Broncos with teams. John Elway didn't know what the fuck he was doing when he got there. Freaking the, buck, the buck didn't stop with him, though. And, I, and again, I'm saying he's he's certainly more experienced than Antonio Pierce. But as a general rule, I would like not like, especially like offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? I don't want like the super hot like had two great seasons in D three football with a brilliant offense. So let's th- let's take a chance on him. You know what I mean? Like I'd much rather have a little bit of like a lot more experience to kind of pick up the slack as AP is learning. You know what I mean? I don't want a whole staff to just be like, you know, young, dumb and full of cum, like firecrackers. Like we need a couple adults in the room. You know what I mean? To go. And you need that balance, right? Like AP is going to be the swagger studs in the ears, fucking Impala. Like let's fucking do this. And then you need some old grizzled white guy to be like, hold on guys. Like we need to remember, make sure we do X, Y, and Z. This is how we did it in 74. Like, you need you need you need some of those voices to make sure it's all balanced out. Yeah, I I, I I agree with that, but you also need you also need somebody who has uh, a pulse for what's new and what's fresh in the NFL and what's working. Because look, by and large. If you the path to a head coach is through the offensive coordinator. There's a lot of old grizzled like defensive coordinators who aren't going to be head coaches. All they do is figure out ways to stop offenses. We've seen it the last two years. Points has been down from the year before. So you got you got a guy. You need a guy who's a little bit more innovative, uh, and uh, not at the expense of you know fundamentals. But yeah, we I, I want a guy that. Is going to be able to, uh, you know, just like KC used the same play on us that we used against the Chargers to score a touchdown. We got to do that. We got to have that type of mentality as well. We got to be able to take from other teams when yeah. the concepts work. Shima86, thank you for the super chat. What makes you worry? PG gone or the Chargers hire Harbaugh? Oh, PG gone. PG. Oh, yeah, I'm not gone. worried about. Uh, look, I don't care what other teams do. 
we need to focus on what we're doing. For too long, we were looking at other teams. I, I do care what I do care what other teams do, but that's out of our hands. Like you're just it's yeah, like why worry about, about, about the weather. You know what I mean? Like I don't want it to snow tomorrow, but what can I do about it? Right? Like you want to you. The main thing is focus on yourselves. Um, Harbaugh would suck at the Chargers for us because I feel like he's exactly what the Chargers have failed at, and it's also that's what the Chargers have never done. What are the two things they never do with a head coach? Give them all the power and pay them. So Harbaugh there would be the Chargers like fixing a wrong, which sucks. But even worst case scenario like that, PG gone is by far. That's the worst yeah, thing. That could that's the worst thing that could happen to the Raiders. Like other other than like losing Max or something. Like I can't think of anything worse that could happen to the Raiders than losing Patrick Graham. I don't think you guys understand how magical turning this defense around was. Like what a what a what a what a magic trick. What a minor miracle. Like water into wine, turning this two decades of terrible defense into the unit that it was. Like it was. It's crazy. Like I've never seen anything like it in football. A unit just got to happen quick too. Uh, Space Beast, big super chat. Thank you, RJ. Chill. PG is learning to be a leader under AP. We weren't a top three D before AP. You wanted Harbaugh, bro. I did. AP bringing an incredible staff. No one under PG that I want as DC. It's time to bring them in. PG is learning to be a leader under AP. PG is a leader. I have no issues with PG. What, you weren't a top three D before AP. No, I think absolutely the two of them together is what spawned this. But I think it's more, and we talked about this, like we were trying to like figure out what's the ratio, right? Like how much of the dis- 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 uh, defensive U-turn is credit to PG and how much is AP? And we're like, I think we're like 70, 30 PG, right? Like, AP, like everything, as a head coach, everything falls on you. Good and bad and everything in between. So clearly that. And he had the All right, guys, I got I to gotta take off. I'll see you guys. Later. The Raiders feel very Raidery for the first time in a while. This is a good thing. Uh, AP bringing incredible staff. We don't even know what staff he's bringing in yet. 